love her zest for living. She thought that was very important, let us all know. <laughs> of course, she's a woman of honor. So, so she said, y'all don't have to leave. I'm just going to bed. Just, so, uh, and, and I want to tell you something. Sandy has gotten super fascinated with text. So she wants to, Rick, she wants to come back up and spend some time with text. Yeah. Come hang out with Tex. I hold her to that. We'll come up her house. And, uh, what I thought, what I thought we'll do, I won't come up her and play some of my favorite preachers in front of Tex and hear his imitations. I won't hear him being T.D. Jakes. <laughs> get ready, get ready, get ready. But uh, yeah. Sandy has a fascination with birds. She loves birds more than anything. But uh. Praise God. I want to take just a few minutes. So, Gabby, don't start your timer. I'm trying to get ready for the Gabby timer to start. You ready? Okay. Start the Gabby timer. All right. So, I want to talk to you today. Before we do that, time on the Gabby timer. Do we got anybody in the military in here that served in the military? In this, do we have people right now whose family served in the military? Stand up, please. If we got anybody in the room, your parents served, it's just me. Stand up right now because that's the best we can do. Let's just, let's just take a second here and let's pray. Right now, Father, we thank you today on this wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Lord, we thank you today for our military. And Father, we thank you for those that have gone on, those wonderful generations of men and women that served this great country. And Father, we thank you right now for, the, for that, that privilege, Lord, of, being, of knowing them and being a part of their lives, and, and us coming from them. And Lord, I pray this right now. I pray your favor over every military family, and I pray your protection over every young man and woman in our military across the globe. I pray, Lord, as we honor them, we pray safety, we pray peace, we pray productivity over every single member of our military, and we pray, Lord, we thank you for the privilege for have knowing, for have known the wonderful men and women that served this great country through the years with all their hearts and put their lives on the line for our freedom. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Can you all give our great military a big hand? <laughs> Praise God. John, I want you to go to John chapter, now the Gabby timer can start. John chapter 10, verse 10. I want to read from the Passion Bible today. Uh, that's one thing about you, Gabby. You're a passionate, you're a passionate person. So I said, I'm just going to do it all from the Passion Bible today. So we might not be able to, there is maybe one verse I want you to throw up on the screen. I want you to go to John, or if you're in your Bibles, go to John 10, 10. I want to read the second part of the verse. And I want to preach for you today for a few minutes. I got three little thoughts. And it really goes right along with, with the mission, even the mission of this church. I believe this, that God wants us to live abundant, full lives. Amen? And I want you to see, that's not just some kind of preacher talk. That was the preacher talk, Jesus. John 10, 10. And Jesus here, he talks about both sides. He talks about the enemy. He talks about Satan, but then he talks about him, his father, and the Holy Spirit. He says this, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come. I have come 
I have come to give you everything in abundance. Everybody say abundance. More than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. Amen. He is not just the God of enough, Corey. He's the God of more than enough, of overflow. And he designed for us, he has designed us to live overflowing, abundant lives, blessed lives. Amen? Well, you don't know where I've been or what I've done or how bad I've screwed up. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. New life is possible in Jesus Christ. Amen? But there is some, there is some thoughts I want to leave you along this line. I want to leave... I want to implant in the seniors the thoughts, these thoughts today. Number one, uh, and as we go, I've got some quotes real quick, y'all, some graduation quotes. This comes from Melanie White. Now that you're graduated, just remember, I like this one. I got to tell my kids this tomorrow. Now that you graduated, just remember, bosses don't usually accept notes from your from your mother. <laughs> You hear that, Gabby? That, that was from Melanie White. So take that however I don't. Number two, here's another one. Education is an admirable thing, but it is well to remember from time to time that nothing worth learning can be taught. Think about that. Here's another one. The unfortunate yet truly exciting thing about your life is that there is no, you're going to like this, Sandy, there is no core content. The entire place is an elective. <laughs> Let that sit in. The entire thing, life. The trouble with learning, that, that was John Scarns. This comes from Doug Larson. The, the truth with learning from experience is that you never graduate. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, Matthew would like those quotes. Jesus, list, Jesus laid down his life that you might inherit abundant life, overflowing life. I love this. As I, I'm beginning uh, my summertime, I'm beginning to go back through Psalms and Proverbs and just happened to read this. And I want to share this with you right now from the book Proverbs. And I love the way the Passion Bible brings this out. Out of, out of chapter 2, verse 21. And I love the way they put this. This might disturb some relig relig religiosity in people, but listen to this. For all my godly lovers will enjoy life to the fullest and will inherit their de destinies. Let me say that again. For all my godly lovers will enjoy life to the fullest and will inherit their destinies. Amen? Life is something to... Look, you're not going to inherit life from other people. You're not going to inherit life from people's opinions about you. You're not going to inherit life on what other people think about you or, or, or the world's way of doing things. You're not going to inherit true life from that. But you are going to inherit true life from a man that gave his life on that cross. For the man that, that poured out his life that you might have life. And when you choose to let his life define your life, you're going to find an abundant life that words cannot express. I am preaching good already. I get two more minutes on the Gabby timer for that. I want to give you three key thoughts today, three key ingredients to abundant living. 
when I came, Debbie, the first pastor of this church, the Lord early on began to drop these into my heart. If y'all been with me anytime, I think y'all, we, we had these words on the window. I don't, even though they're not going to be on the window anymore, I don't want to leave them. I don't want them to get erased, Corey, off the windows of our soul. Three key thoughts that I want to give you. Number one is abundant living is passionate living. Amen? Abundant living. You know, one thing about it, Jesus got accused of being a very passionate guy. He was called, and, uh, and, and he was called a glutton. He was called a wine bibber. And if there was any honorary, any if there was any honorary people that day, that was the one that, according to the world, those were the ones he was hanging around. You know why? Because he was hanging around people that, that had figured out life needs to be enjoyed. And they might have been trying to enjoy it the wrong way, but at least they realized that life was to be enjoyed, right? Come on, somebody. Life is to be meant to be lived to the fullest. That's why sometimes, Debbie, we don't need to just, we spend too much time in church trying to focus on keeping religious people happy. What we ought to do is focus on bringing people in that have figured it out. They, hey, I'm going to live life to its fullest. Maybe they went down the wrong path, Rick, but at least they figured that out. So all we got to do is get them turned the right way. Amen? Because they've already figured out. That the drugs and alcohol and the, and the life outside and all the immorality, that's not that, that we thought that was life, to, but it never, but at least they thought they wanted to go after it. Amen? And they don't, uh, uh, life is meant to be lived to the fullest. Listen to what Harriet Tubman said every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars and to change the world. That's Harriet Tubman. I encourage you to have, to have a passion for life. But here's what I want to say. Here's, look, the Lord is not some stiff-necked, tight-shirted, fly-swat God that does not want you to have passions about things. Hallelujah, be passionate. You want to be passionate about UK football? Be passionate for it. You want to be passionate about NASCAR races? Go be passionate about it. You want to be passionate about LeBron James? Go ahead and be passionate about it. He'll never be, he'll never be as great as Larry Bird. He's a better player, he'll never be greater than Bird. <laughs> we, can't, we can't get into that right now, can we? But, but listen, God does not mind you being passionate about things. But here's what he does mind. Don't let passions for things be greater than your passion for him. Amen? Can I tell you all this? Rick, I want to, Rick, I'm going to speak to Debbie for a minute. I'm going to speak for all those. JR, as you're launching out right now, and Rhonda, get ready to launch out in your new life next week. Listen, don't even let your passion for ministry outride your passion for Jesus. Amen? Because if you do, you'll go dry. Preaching good. If you do, let nothing, nothing take the place of just a simple passion for serving God and knowing that you're loved by him and he loves you. With the, uh, and, and here's the thing. Listen, Gabby, honey, you ain't ever going to be able to love Jesus like he loved you. But spend your whole life, Brandon, spend your whole life trying to. Come on, somebody.
Is that good preaching? I wish this Presbycostal church would come alive every now and then. Y'all too quiet. I, I just made it up. <laughs> and I heard Ron Carpenter say that. It's Presbycostal. They tried to be Pentecostal, but they're a bunch of Presbyterians in action. <laughs> I just like, listen, I want to live life to its fullest. I like to live life. I like to swim. There's nobody in the family that likes to swim and pull more than me. When the kids come over, I'm, Caleb, I'm in there swimming with them. I'm in there dunking them, throwing them, because I like to live. I want to enjoy every day of life. Come on, somebody. Live life to its fullest. Amen? And listen, listen, let your first passion be for Jesus, be for his word, and listen to this. Be for his church. Amen? You're going to find your purpose in the body of Christ. Amen? You're going to find your, you know, and people are going to have different holes to fill, different ministry. They're going to fill into different ministries. But listen to this. No ministry is greater than the body of Christ. If Jesus said, upon, he said, I'm going to build my Church, and upon this rock, I'm going to build my church upon this rock, and the gates of hell, what's the rock he's building on? Peter thought it was him. His name meant little stone. Sometimes people think it's them. I've come, I realize it ain't me. But I'm going to tell you this. It's on, it, you know what he's going to build his, you know what he's building upon? Not me, not you, but us together, us combined as the body of Christ. So be passionate for him. Be passionate for his word. Be passionate to seek his face. Brandon, Gabby, Jackie had to leave. Don't ever take so much time to talk about your problem more than you talk about the promise of God that fixes it. Amen? Spend your time on the promise and it'll produce a passion in you for serving God. Life is meant to be lived. Amen? And you know what Jesus said? He's, listen to this. Life, the Bible says life is, in true life is in Christ. So here's how you're going. You know what we get, you know what we you know what the world tells you? Get as far, here's how life can be lived. Get as far as you can from the church. Get as far as you can from what the Bible says, and you're going to find life. You're only going to find entrapment. Here's how life is lived. The Bible says it's lived in Christ. So dig into Christ. Amen. Dig into his word. Dig into his body. Dig in to what he's called you to do. Do it with everything you have. And make no excuses. None. There's no excuse for, for defeat. I'm going to win. You're going to win. Come on, somebody, because Jesus is on the inside of us. Live life to the fullest. Be passionate about Christ, his church, his word. And secondly, be passionate about people. You're both people, people. Your life, your whole, everything, your social work, and he's teaching, everything you're all going to do is going to be about people. 
be passionate for people. Jesus said this. He said they went, remember they left him off at, at a well, and they said, we're going to go get food. He met with a woman that, that the, to the world's scum of the earth. But when they got back, he was, when, when she left, when they left, he was hungry. He was wore out. But when they got back, he was strengthened again. He was brought out as the old timers say. He was brought out bushy tailed. And they wanted to know, you didn't have no food. We went to get you. What did you, where did you eat? Jesus said, I've got meat to eat you know not of. What was his meat? What was his purpose? It was that little lady. People lived your life for him first. Then live your life for people. But don't get those two things turned around. Because if you do, you'll burn out. Live your life for people. But know this, sweetheart. People will let you down. Brandon, they'll let you down. Just love them. But don't put, don't put overstock in them. Come on, somebody. Is that good preaching or not? Is that all right? Number one, be passionate. Be passionate. Number two. Number two, listen to this, have a purpose. Get this, I, I watch this cool thing on CNN 10. It's a new show we show the kids. And, and Friday, they had this thing, Rick, where they have determined certain blue zones in the world. Now, this blue zone is called this. A blue zone is where people live longer than expected. The, 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 normal, the normal life expectancy is 79. Good to have you this morning. I missed you. But in these areas, life expectancy jumps 12 or 13 years. Do you know what one of the number one, the, and, and this man studied it, and he came up with nine key ingredients. Get this, Gabby. You know what the number, one of the number one things was, was people have an articulated sense of purpose. In other words, they know why they're there. Well, Jimmy, I guess the Board of Education is going to give you a rocking chair now. And you're done. You can sit back and you and Sandy can rock and chair. Y'all say, honey, we're just getting started. We're just getting started. on. We, we've come through one thing. We, we, we've done our doing, but we're just going to get started into a new realm of life. Because can I tell you something? There's only one retirement, and that's heaven. You don't live your life waiting on retirement. I like what Mother Teresa said. They picked her up. This 20, uh, about 21 years ago, 22 years ago now, they picked her up at, at Lexington Airport, Corey, and one of the little, one of the little guys said, uh, Mother Teresa, he was trying to be all sanctimonious and religious, Rick, and he said, can we take you somewhere to rest? And she looked at him with those glowing eyes and Mother Teresa, and she said, honey, right now she probably didn't say honey. Cat, probably, she didn't say that. She said, she said, she said, rest is for heaven let's go in other words take me to my next destination i don't need the rest this old had given her life for other people she understood that retirement's for heaven but life is for living come on somebody live life with a purpose where are you going to find your purpose find your purpose not people's opinions good or bad get this jesus said this in the Word of God, he said, Lo, listen to this, he said, I come in the volume of the book. I come in the volume of the book, have, dear Father, to do your will. 
In other words, this, get this. That was a statement. I paraphrased it. Here's what Jesus was saying. I have got it. I've been made by design, Father, to do what you called me to do, but I found it in the Bible. Come on, somebody. That Bible, listen, we need to dust the dust the, the cobwebs off of it and read it every day because your destiny is wrapped up in the pages of that book. Come on, somebody. Can I tell you something? You ain't listen. Y'all ain't smarter than Jesus. If he found it there, where are you going to find it? I actually had somebody say to me one time, well, I read it through. How much more do I need to read it? I thought, I didn't say this. I thought, you idiot. I thought that. You stupid idiot. I've read some of those books hundreds of times, and every time I pick it up, Corey, I find new meaning. I find new revelation. The Lord speaks to me again through the pages of that book, and I find my purpose. I find my existence in the Word of God. Not only do you find your existence, you'll find subsistence for life. Hallelujah. Find you. You know what? It's really neat. Y'all know one of the greatest screw-ups in the Bible is King David, right? One more thought, and I'm going to, Gabby, get the, I'm going to move, one more thought, I'm going on part three. King David. Big screw up, right? We could just start naming it. We could have those David moments. Rick and I, we like to talk about David and Peter moments because we see ourselves so much in that. But you realize this? We could go down the list. If You won't talk about convict David convict but the thing of it was he was a political power and what they'd have done to me or you they didn't do to him because of his position right let's face it but in all that it's funny Jesus would be known as the son of David Huh. Oh. So the ultimate connection in the New Testament to anybody, on, there's two men he's connected to more than any other in, in the Bible. Who are they? Abraham, David. He was called the seed and the son of David. And you know what? When God would make his final summation, when God would speak about this man, Rick, he didn't talk about the screw-ups. You know what he said? Listen to this. We find this in Acts 13, 36. Uh, Acts 13, where did I write it down? 36 says this. He says, now when David, and I, this is from the King James Word because I like the way it said it. Now when David, you can put this up on the screen, Brandon and King James if you can. No, oh, this was the New Living. Who got the New Living translation? Okay, put it up there. Acts 13, 36. This might be the second part of the verse. Now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. It says it in that verse. When, when, when he, oh, I like the way that says it. For when he, what, how did he serve God? Passionately served God's desires. In the, in the NIV it says purpose. For his generation he died. Where is retirement in there? Where is rocking chair faith in there? It's not. And God's final summation over David wasn't trying to beat him over the head for his failures. 
No. It was this man. Here's what else he said to Solomon about his daddy. He said, serve me like your daddy did because he served me with his whole heart. But he didn't serve him in perfection, in physical, moral perfection. He had failures. But you know what? David wanted to live holy for God. He just failed along the way. And God saw his heart, his passion, his purpose as greater things over, over his scorecard. But people want to measure your scorecard. God looks at your heart. Oh, that's good preaching, isn't it? God told Is that good? That's good, isn't it, Josh? If you hang around me, you'll hear some good things every now and then. Yeah, that's how you got heard with me prophesying over you. <laughs> now, so uh, go after your purpose. Pursue your purpose. Find it in God's word and pursue it. Find your reason for living. Go after it. The world needs it, Gabby. The world needs it, Brandon. They need you, but they need you to not go after it ho-hum. They need you to go after it with passion. They need you to go after it with intensity. They need you to live life. Amen? This one's just for them. You know, we're all me. You, we're, we're all getting, we're all getting, we're going to graduate too. We're, getting our life, we're, we're sharing a special day here June 1. They're getting married, and it's mine and Sandy's first day of our new life. This is for us too. First day of his servanthood. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk more about that Saturday afternoon. So it's just not for Gabby and it's just not for Brandon. It's for every single one of us. Amen? Last thing I want to talk to you about. Find, you're going to find abundant life in your passion. You're going to find it in having a purpose. How do I find your, what do you like doing? You know what I've always done in this church? I worry about people that come to me and they want a paying job right off the bat. They don't get one. This woman right here, I put these two out right here because at one time they were on the payroll as well. They did what they did for God a long time before I ever paid them. This church paid them a dime. Boy, they had like a lead balloon on the room. What I'm trying to tell you, I don't look for people who want a paycheck. Paychecks are secondary. What I want, listen, what I want in the body of Christ, let me have, let me find people with purpose. Let me, that girl right there, she, she, she cleans this church, but for what, for over what, months and months and months, and she fought us over to give her the job. But I told Debbie, that's her job. She's been living it out before she ever thought about wanting. Because pay isn't the ultimate, it's purpose. Serving the body of Christ, serving people. Amen? Are you fulfilling? It's not, Janet, it ain't about the scorecard. Everybody's going to fail on the scorecard. But are you fulfilling your purpose for being on this earth? That is good stuff, people. Last thing. Everybody say last thing. Last one. I want to... Is this. We said passion, we said purpose, and listen to this. Receive the power of God. 
You are to live a passionate life, a purposeful life. But listen, the passion and the purpose will be wasted unless the power of the Holy Spirit fuels your, fuels your path. Come on, somebody. One verse I want to look at. One verse is look at uh, Luke, Luke 24, verses 47 through 49. Luke 24, verses 47 through 49. Put it up on the screen, Brandon. Worship team's coming back. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Is, is the video got music? Okay, y'all going to play after the video. So y'all can get, but let the, but after, be, be ready, okay? Luke 24, 47 through 49, please. This is it. 47 through 49. Was it stuck? Oh, is that it? Okay. He said, okay, keep on rolling it. Okay. You are witnesses of all these things. Your life, let me give everybody their purpose in this room. We all share one common. We are to be witnesses for Jesus. Now let it roll. And now I send you the Holy Spirit, just as my Father promised. But get this, stay here in the city until the, power, until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. Go on, one more verse. Then Jesus led them to Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. What he was doing? He was releasing the power. He was beginning that process. That wouldn't come to the day of Pentecost, but he was beginning the process of releasing the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen to me, y'all. Listen to me. My last thought. Jesus said this. Man, I tell you what, I got a purpose and I got a calling. I've got some talents. I'm ready to go take the world for Jesus. But let me remind you what your commander in chief said. He said this stay put until the power of God comes on your life. Stay put. In other words, this. You know what that, you know what that does? That puts you in total dependency on God. God can take all your journey you've been through and he can touch people, but it will not truly touch people without his power attached, without his power fueling it. Amen? The power of the Holy Ghost. Y'all see me carry these things. You know what I believe? I ain't on, listen, listen, y'all. I ain't on some ego trip carrying these things around and then give. I believe, I believe I'm a vessel of the Holy Ghost. And I believe when I'm doing my purpose, I'm standing in this pulpit, Jan, that the power of God is even in my sweat, anointing and coursing through my body. If you want a testimony, just ask that old boy right back there. <laughs> but let me tell you something. A prayer cloth isn't about the man that held it or the woman that held it. It's about the man that fills him. It's about the spirit of the man on the inside of him that fills him up. Tell him when he wakes up, I'm talking about him. <laughs> He's rubbing his eyes. I got you, I got you. Hey, go after the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't be satisfied with life. But listen, don't go after the Holy Ghost for the Holy Go after Jesus and ask him for his power. He'll give it to you every time. Hallelujah. Well, I remember one, one Wednesday night, we were sitting there, and Brother Delmer's here, and, and your daddy 
was really desiring more knowledge about well he was sitting right there and I said brother let's just pray so we just gathered around Rick and laid hands on him and that's the whole you know what it wasn't Friday night I got a call from Rick he said he said Jimmy I'm in this sanctuary all by myself and I'm dancing all over the place something God's doing something God's changing me God's doing something in my ministry you see Rick's passion was unbelievable but his passion needed the power of God to get him where God intended him to be so he could pour out people's lives. Get that video. Listen, if anybody, I'd like for somebody, I want somebody to Facebook this. I want to sum it all up. This, this is right for me. This is my quote. Remember this. You are a vessel meant to hold God, his word, his power. Only two things will limit the amount of those things you will receive. Only two things. One, your lack of hunger for it. Two, get this, your unwillingness to pour out what you have in the present. You may get that? So you can't, oh, I can't do that, Jimmy. I can't do, shut that up. Don't talk about what you can't, do what you can do now. Do it with all your heart and God will give you more as you pour out what you have in the present. Amen, somebody? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Live life. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it in abundance. Listen, in abundance, overflowing. Flowing. What's the overflow floor? It's for everybody. 